This episode is rated T for teen, trigger happy, and tantrums. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 10 of Ethereum Gaming, a podcast where each and every week we talk about the past, the present, and the future of video games, covering all topics from E to M. Uh, my name is Aaron, and as always, I am joined here by two lovely gentlemen who are eager to give their perspective on tonight's topic. Bringing us in here, Chad, how's it going? Aaron, it's been great. It's been real good. We've had a good good week. We had our first official big snowstorm of Virginia, so that was... Um it was on uh, Friday night, I had to think. I couldn't remember what day. Friday night to Saturday morning, we had, or sorry, yeah, we had a big snowstorm. And for Virginia, it was about seven to eight inches. So we got to go sledding on our little hill in our backyard, made a snowman. We built a snowman. I don't think I've seen snow in the last 10 years of my life. I would be okay with that, to be 100% honest. I don't, I'm so. not a fan of snow. <laughs> I'm not a fan of snow. The last... It's been actually a little bit under 10 years. The last time I saw snow was going out to Notre Dame for a friend's 21st birthday. So it's um, cold up there, but yeah, it's been that it's been that long since I've, since I've seen it. And before we go on to our next host here, Chad, I just got one, one fun question here for you. Um, are you regretting our deal from last week yet? I don't think it's uh, sank into me yet. So, um, okay. Okay. The fact that now that both of them, I guess are on, Resident Evil 7 and 8 are on Game Pass, right? Is that what uh, you said, Seth? 7, seven is. is. Okay. And 8, I'm assuming, will probably be? Probably be? Yeah. Um, War. I mean, it's going to be in your Steam account at yeah, some point. True. Warzone's dead, so I need so. something to play. Maybe it's time to time to play some Resident Evil. I really look forward to this. Like I said, I will jump on there with you, and I'll be the comedic relief. <laughs> and You can provide all the jump scares. We're going to have a great time. I'll bring the popcorn. I don't even like popcorn, but I'll bring it for this. <laughs> Sounds good. Speaking of something else we have to bring, let's bring in our other host here. Seth, how's it going? Uh, pretty good. Much like Chad, we had a uh, really bad blizzard last night and got a lot of snow. I woke up to somewhere between one and two inches of snow this morning. Kids were out for snow day. You know, had the non-traditional instructional day. Wasn't an ounce of snow on the roads, but, you know, that, that hits us hard here in Kentucky. I did hit one ice patch on my way to work, but uh, that's a real struggle when you have such a blizzard to come through, much like Chad's Chad's issues right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't understand those problems. It's been beautiful here, nice like sixties blue skies, not a cloud out there. Yeah, by the time I made it home, the snow was all gone except on one person's roof. It it was uh, it was definitely a, a different take. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't understand that lifestyle. Well, what, what games have you been playing this week? Actually, let's go to Chad. Chad, you tell us first. What games have you been playing this week? So I've been playing my typical Call of Duty. I had a few co-streams set up, got to play with some uh, cool other dudes, and I actually had a father-son night with Eli, my middle child, and we played uh, Fortnite for, uh, I don't know, two or three hours on Friday night. I created another account so he could play on my account that has all the cool skins. And I created a base account for me, so I guess that really helped the algorithm um, and the skill-based matchmaking of Fortnite because we won our first two games in a row as a duos team. And he he's actually just really good at the game. He won like five games today, solos. So, yeah, um, Fortnite is, is back on the radar and 
honestly, since that day, we've played a few other games together since then as well. So Fortnite and Call of Duty. Your son sounds infinitely better at that game than me. Oh, he's better than me. He's better than me. Just leaps and bounds. Um, The thing is, he does not fight if he sees something he can't handle. And I don't know if that's the seven-year-old in him or what, but if he sees people fighting and I'm just like, let's go third-party these guys and get them. He's like, no, 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 let's run away. Let's run away. And so um, I know the first game that we won, he had zero kills and – I had like four or five because I did all the fighting and he just kind of ran around. So, um, but he's now, like I said, he got five wins today because he always runs to wherever I am and tells me whenever he ha- he gets one because he's on the switch. He's got those. He's got those survival instincts. Yeah, he, he, I don't know if he'd like a horror game though to survive that, but Fortnite Fortnite is uh, becoming his most favorite thing in the world, and I don't know if that's a bad thing. I think it might be. Nah, <laughs> you'll see. Man, I just got off of uh, playing Apex Legends, though, for a little bit. So, didn't do so good. I lost every single match. I think the best I did was top five. Um, but So, I got to play some Apex Legends. I played Ratchet & Clank, the original one, and just beat that the other day. So, I've been playing that all week. I played... Man, I've just been bouncing around in games. I played that, Resident Evil, Ratchet & Clank... Um, I don't even remember. I would have to pull up my PS5 to actually tell you everything that I played. So, enough for me. Seth, what game did you play this week? Man, I wish I could say I played some Apex, because I have still not tried that. I really need to try that. Uh, maybe y'all can convince me to download it, and we can pop in it sometime. It's uh, cross-platform is- now, so you should. It is cross-platform on all systems. Their chat is very bad, like their game chat, so we'll probably need to hop into Discord. But I, my, the very first night that I played, I got two wins with the guys I was playing. So, um, yeah, it was fun. I enjoyed it. You should get it. And then the three of us can play. See, I, yeah. I've had it installed on my Xbox Dude. for probably a year, and I've yet to play it. Uh, but it also needs like a 60-gig download right now, so I'll probably just scratch the Xbox and go ahead and install it on the, on the PC. But uh, it's been kind of a weird week. I, I've played several things, but I haven't played much of anything. Uh, I've, I booted up the, the Walking Dead game on the Oculus. It was a lot of fun, uh, but... Uh, one time a, a walker was up on me and my son came up to my leg. So I may have jumped a little more than I care to admit I did. Uh, I played a little Call of Duty over the weekend, actually. I jumped back into that. You know, I just I just had the need to, to shoot uh, some people in-game, of course. And uh, so I, I got into that a little bit on Saturday and Sunday. And uh, played a little bit this afternoon. And I tell you what, like Chad said, Warzone's not quite dead. But it's pretty much dead to most people because of the cheating. Uh, and straight up, this afternoon I had a, a small, small amount of time to play before uh, eating supper and then prepping for the podcast. And, you know, I, I was having a good game. I, was, I had eight or nine kills going. I was, I was having a good game. And about that time, somebody headshots me with a car 98 from the floor of a police station. So I called questionable on it. I started watching the player play. He had 45 kills. He was snapping to people. Whoa, 45 I mean, it's kills? Just, it's just hackers. <laughs> Not even trying to hide Hackers it. rampant. And, you know, he had 10 viewers because, you know, he killed people and people all knew he was cheating. I mean, he was he shot my uh, teammate through a wall. I mean, it just, he didn't know where he was. He just shot him through the wall. And it's just, yeah, he wasn't even trying to hide it. And, and that makes it hard to enjoy it. But, you know... 
I'll be really excited when the new map comes out. That's that's rumored to come out in March, but I still enjoy it. But there's just so many variables right now that that make it kind of hard. But I had a lot of fun with it this weekend. But I also had the opportunity to jump into the medium for a little bit, which is the first next gen game to have come to the Xbox Series X and S, and it also came to PC. Uh, yeah, how was that? You were excited for this one. You know, man, I. I'll give you a mini review because I played a mini amount of time. I probably only played this game Fair for enough. 40 or 50 minutes uh, because it was very awkward to play. I, I I need to get back into it a little bit longer and try to reconcile some of that. I know some, from some of the reviews I read prior to playing, the game is probably only about nine hours long. Uh, so I only played 40 minutes, so I guess I still played, you know, almost a tenth of the game. But, you know, the... F- Traditionally, you know, you're used to these games where you can look around with your right stick. But in the medium, the camera was always fixed at a certain angle for every room you went into because they wanted you to see certain things in a certain direction. Didn't really like that. So it takes a little so it takes a little bit from the old Resident Evil games. Possibly. But, you know, it's so you've got your left stick that you're moving around a room in, and then whenever you see something you want to grab, not only do you click X to look at it, you have to click X just to zoom into the area where it's at and then aim at it and then pick it up by pressing X again. It just felt a little clunky and obtrusive to me, and it, it made the gameplay a little hard. Uh, you know, once we got into the split reality where you had the spirit world versus the, the real world, that was a neat component which added some puzzle aspects. But again, it felt very clunky because it's which, you know, I thought that whenever you went into these split realities, you would be able to maybe hit your left bumper or something to switch back and forth between the two worlds. But nope, it just splits your screen like you're playing an old two player game on your SNES or something. And you kind of have to watch both, you know, iterations of yourself at the same time because you're controlling the same person and they're moving around in the real world and in the spirit world at the same time. So you may have to open a door in the real world to get to something in the spirit world. It was a neat aspect, but it wasn't implemented quite like I was expecting. Again, I'm going to say the medium deserves its title because it's a medium good game. (laughs) You know, I'm not going to say it's a bad game. The graphics were pretty good for the size of the developer team and everything. It just felt, like I said, very clunky. Uh, I'll probably go back into it some more, uh, but... I'm glad it's on Game Pass because I don't know that this would be a must-buy, but it's definitely a must-try. So with that, that's where I'll leave the medium. I got to say the reviews for this game have been all over the place. Yeah. I, I've seen everything from a 6 to a 9. Right. So. You know, a lot of the PC reviewing sites give it 9s or 5 out of 5s or what have you, and I'm just I'm kind of shocked by that. Yeah, that's odd. I don't. <laughs> I'm just hearing from what you said. I don't know that it deserves that. The but. story is very good. Okay. The gameplay is okay. I have heard. I have heard from some people that you need to get to a certain point in the game before it really starts to pull you in, and that may be a little ways into the game for you still. Yeah. Like I said, I wish I would have had it, a chance to play this game more. Uh, just with the week I've had it, I haven't had the opportunity to play it as much as I would have liked to have. But again, I, I'm not done with the game just yet. But it's going to have to get better in a hurry. This would have been a better movie so far to me than a game. But we'll see. Awesome. So I will ask you what your rating for this game is once you have completed it. Or at least gotten to the point where you're just completely done. We'll we'll hold off on that final decision just for now. 
Yeah, I watched some streaming of it, and it just did not look interesting to me at all. I haven't actually seen any streaming or any actual gameplay for it. I've just heard what other people's thoughts and opinions have been. So I was a little jealous at first, but I think my jealousy has kind of weighed off right now, and I'm fine with that. But you know what Xbox players don't have to be jealous of anymore is the fact that MLB The Show is also coming to the Xbox, not just PlayStation. So for all you people who are getting ready to buy a PlayStation 5 just because you're an MLB fan and are going to buy it for MLB The Show, no longer do you have to buy the inferior console. You can now buy an Xbox Series X. Woo! I've been waiting. I've been wanting this game for years. And oh yeah, you really? I love MLB games and I don't know what it is. They're my favorite sports game to play and I've been wanting The Show for years. I cannot wait to see it there. On the Xbox, I really hope it's on P- uh, PC as well. Um, hopefully that they, they can do that, because if you can make it for Xbox, you can make it for PC a little bit easier. So that port is a little easier usually. Um, so yeah, I really, really hope that I can get it on PC, because I really, really want to play this game. I didn't peg you for a show fan. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, all right then. Well, in other news, we have our PS Plus games for next month, just because... Seth wants to talk down about my PlayStation here, but we're still getting our games. Um, Next month, we are getting Concrete Genie for the PS4, and for PS5, we are also getting Destruction All-Stars, a brand new game that was supposed to be a launch title for the PS5, but it is now coming out for the month of February. And we also get Control Ultimate Edition. Guys, are you going to jump on Control Ultimate Edition? Because I know it's on Xbox Game Pass as well. Yeah, we've had it on Game Pass for a while now. I'm glad you PlayStation players are finally getting to experience it. Uh, I have not actually installed it yet, but I definitely am willing to jump if y'all wanna if y'all wanna take a look at that. Uh, it was actually on PS Now for quite a bit as well, but now you can download it to own it and not just stream. Yeah, unfortunately, that's the only yeah, problem with Game I, Pass is the fact that you don't own the game. But there's so many games on there; it'd be hard to do. Yeah, take up a little bit too much room. But anyways, I'm excited for this one. I know little to nothing about it, so I'm kind of going in blind, even though it's such a big game. So I'm excited to get to try it out. Yeah, it's a game that I've also wanted to try um, since I first heard about it. I remember talking about it with my business partners when we were screen printing some shirts one day. Um, but yeah, I definitely am interested in playing it. And I actually almost downloaded it this afternoon when I was doing some work on my computer, but I did not. Awesome. Well, you can download it later. It's fine. <laughs> it'll be there. Yes, it'll be there. You. Well, on the opposite side of the spectrum from the games that we are getting, let's talk about some of the games that we're not getting anytime soon at least that have been delayed further into 2022 now so we had lord of the rings Gollum, which was a stealth game based gameplay game where you get to feature yourself as Gollum from lord of the rings that has been pushed back till at least 2022 now as well as returnal which is another ps5 game that has jumped up quite a bit of the following but people are gonna have to wait until next year to play it is Returnal going to make me finally return to a PlayStation platform? It very well could. It looks like a gorgeous I've game. Actually, I think you would I've enjoy actually this one. not heard about this one. Really? When we're done here, just, just look it up on your phone and watch a video of it. Right. I think you would enjoy it. Um, in other news, just because I have to talk about this every chance that I get, um, Marvel's Avengers is getting another war table. So every once in a while, they throw us one of these war tables to tell us what's new and what's coming up. And we went almost an entire month without hearing from the devs for Marvel's Avengers, which was kind of worrisome. But they finally came out. They said that on February 16th, we are going to get our next war table, which is going to feature Clint Barton's Hawkeye, 
So we will hopefully get a date that he is going to come out. They also said that they're going to be talking about the new generation patches that are going to come out for this game. So hopefully I will have a PS5 version and not have to play my PS4 version of this game. And hopefully they'll get some improvements like faster loading times because this is probably my slowest loading game at the moment. Yeah, I really still need to jump back in the event and finish it up. That's another one of the uh, titles that all fell in right before Christmas and did not get to finish because of Cyberpunk. Yeah, same here. Be- finish being the main storyline? No, I haven't. I haven't really got past the beta portion. Ah, really? Yeah. It, it was hard for me to push through to that point just because I had played that beta portion. It just feels like you're playing the same exact thing over again because you are. Um, but... Once you get past that, it's a brand new game, and it's a lot more fun, and it's at least more enjoyable until you beat the main storyline. So hopefully with this war table, we'll get some improvements to quality of life for this game and some more, hopefully, raids and other things that we can focus on rather than the same 12 repetitive missions over and over again. Right. So before we get into the games that we in February, I just want to go ahead and disappoint Chad. MLB The Show will not be coming to PC. Oh, really? Why? <laughs> but it will be coming to Xbox One, so you can blow I, off the yeah, dust off of Xbox it. One and, and yeah. hop still into there. So he's gonna have to get out his air compressor. You can even stream it over to your PC and still pretend like you're playing it on PC, <laughs> just for the sake of comfort at this point. That's right. Yeah. But yeah, Aaron. So uh, you know we got a new month. I don't know what happened to January, but January is gone and February is here. I know, right? That went, happened so quick. Yeah, so so what games are, are we bringing with February? Well, February is kind of going to kind of be a bit of a dead month, but that's okay for us here because we only have five games that we want to focus on. Other than that, not much that's happening. Uh, coming in at number five is going to be Werewolf... Sorry. Ugh. Coming in at number five is going to be Werewolf, the Apocalypse Earthblood, which is going to come out for the PC, PS5, Xbox Series S and X, PS4, Xbox One, and basically anything that you want to play this game on. Um, it's going to be a double A game. So don't have your hopes set out for a new triple A title that's going to be coming out. But you get to traverse around as either a, va- a werewolf, a actual wolf, <laughs> or a human. And that's about as far as I know into this game. Um, basically, the different forms are going to be for different types of traversal. Human will be more for um, investigations, werewolf for combat, and the wolf for running around and covering large distances um again that's coming out next month if you're looking forward to it great number four i know chad's excited for this one we are getting super mario world 3d and bowser's fury oh yeah i can't wait for this um i already talked to my wife about it we're gonna get it the day comes out it looks so much fun Uh, it's a game that i want to play on the switch i'm gonna try to stream it to be honest it's gonna be the first game that i stream on switch um, I've got an Elgato capture card now, so I can try to set that up soon. And I want to pl- go run through that and do a gameplay of that um, live for people to watch. You know, I was honestly a lot more excited um, for this game before I realized that this was a re-release of the game. From the- Yes, it is. But the Bowser's Fury is the extended DLC for this game, and Bowser looks awesome. Bowser does Have look you seen the pictures slick. of him? Yeah. It does It yeah. does look like a pretty slick game. All, all in all, you know, it's, it'll, it'll still be a pickup eventually for me, which... I don't know why I say eventually when it comes to Nintendo games, whenever I just bought Breath of Wild and it was still almost as much as it was day one. Nintendo games just do not go down. They do not lose their value. No, they stay relevant forever. And coming in at number three is going to be Persona 5 Strikers. Have any of you guys either 
played Persona or any of the Persona no, games? No, I haven't. I have not. Uh, I know. All right, I know. Well, Persona Four was huge on the PSP, and I always meant to pick it up. It and was. I never, I never did. Persona Five has been massive as well. Persona Five, Persona Five Royale, which came out last year, people were obsessed with that game. Persona Five Strikers, now on the other hand, is going to be the new um, JRPG that's going to have a higher focus on the action and combat from the Persona Five series, um, or Persona Five World, I should say, rather than series. But I have played Persona Five. I played the first few hours of it. Um, it's on my PS Five right now, so it's something that I probably will jump back into. The combat has more of that turn-based style to it, but it has the kind of anime-style graphics. So if that's something that you're interested in, it is a really fun game. Um, it's got a really cool story to it. The Joker is now on Super Smash Brothers. So his character has made it big enough to extend it to that universe, but it is a fun game. So um, once I complete it, I'll let you guys know more about what I actually think of this game. But Persona 5 Strikers being a bigger focus on the combat may actually be even more up my alley. Awesome. Speaking of something that's up my alley, coming in at number two is the Neo Collection. I love my Soulsborne games. So this is a Souls-like game that we all know and love, and it's coming out with a completely remastered version for the PS5. And in addition to this, Neo 2 Complete Edition is going to be available on Steam. So you guys can play it now. Because you normally don't get to enjoy these Souls games with me. You have to check it out. Mm, yeah, maybe. Yeah, you should. Just sit there and punish yourself. <laughs> Chad's like, no, no, this isn't happening. <laughs> and... Coming in at number one, wrapping up the month of February for us, we've already mentioned it, Destruction All-Stars, which was initially supposed to be a launch title for the PS5, was pushed back, and now we are getting it for free. Um, I don't know that people would have really bought into this game if it was a $60, $70 game like it was supposed to be, but it has a very twisted metal kind of vibe to it, but much more colorful characters in the sense of actual colors, but... It does look like fun. If you are into that car combat games, this is going to be right up your alley. Awesome. And that wraps up our February game drop and brings us right into today's topic. Guys, what are we talking about today? We are talking about, in my opinion, the greatest type of game ever created is the FPS. Or for those who do not know, first person shooters. (laughs) And this is something that is completely not in my wheelhouse. I wouldn't say it's not completely in your wheelhouse, but yeah, it, it may not be the uh, the first thing you pick up when you, you picked up your PS5. You know, I play games just for the sake of playing games at this point, so I'll jump into Borderlands and Apex Legends just because they have the colorful characters and fun little story for me. But You know, and that's the thing about uh, first-person shooters is that when you talk about a first-person shooter, people are going to immediately think about the first game on our list or the number one game on our list. But like we talked about a couple weeks ago with with Justin, you know, in sports games, when you say sports games, people immediately think Madden. But there are so many different types of sports games, and there are so many different types of first-person shooters. But this week we actually put a community poll in our Facebook gaming group, uh, E3M Gamers. If you're not in it, get in it, because we have a lot of fun, and we have a lot of discussions outside of the podcast. But we put a poll in the group, and we let the the voters all pick their favorite top five FPS games and to to develop this list. And, you know, we were going to come up with our own list, but 
I feel like the listeners had a pretty good list, and I think we're going to go down through this list as shown. So, Yeah, absolutely. So we put it out there. You guys voted on your top 11 games. We threw in an honorable mention because there's one game that we just were not going to let slip by that we want to talk about. And the reason it's coming in at number uh, 11 games and not the top 10 games is because numbers 8 through 11 have all tied. But before we get going, let's talk about our honorable mention. It's one of my favorite games. It's one of Seth's favorite games. Y'all didn't vote for it, so now you get to listen to us talk about it anyways. And that is Borderlands. Borderlands is by far one of my favorite franchises in the last 10 years. Easily, hands down. I probably have well over 40 hours in the first game. I have well over 120-some-odd hours in the second game on my PC alone. Uh, Borderlands 2 is a game I have for PC, Switch, and I think I even have it also for my Xbox. It's just a really fun first-person shooter, but it almost has a little bit of a dungeon crawler type feel because you can repeat the same areas to get new loot. There's so many guns in Borderlands 2. It's just absolutely insane. And to get all those guns, you have to replay and replay and fight the same boss over and over again. But you know what? Doing those things over and over again with friends doesn't feel repetitive at all. And it's just a whole lot of fun. You know, honestly, I haven't had a chance to jump into Borderlands 3, but I'm still waiting for that opportunity to, to find that group to jump in with. Because like I said, I spent a lot of hours in Borderlands 2, but I spent a lot of hours because I had a great group that was, was hunting with me. And uh, this is by far, to me, one of the best first-person shooter franchises out there that's not just your regular multiplayer shooter. You know, I hope that at some point they do decide to pull the plug and let us play this game on a cross-platform basis because right now we can't right and if they do then you and i can play together because when i got my ps5 one of the first games i put back on there was borderlands 3 and it is one of the few games that there was a ps5 version that came out for it so i was able to kind of port it in for that and it has the adaptive triggers it has a new and improved frame rate and graphics and i am absolutely loving this game you know and i'm really hoping that like today when we saw mlb the show is coming to xbox one not only is it coming to xbox it's coming with crossplay from xbox to playstation so now that you're seeing these exclusives also come with crossplay i hope the next step is just crossplay across the board i mean we're seeing it more and more every day and I just hope that within the next year or two that that just becomes you know, the basis for games, not an extra. Right. At this point, it feels a little off when it's not included. Right. It's disappointing. Just because, like you said, every everything is starting to get it, and not everyone has the same, same system, so we want to be able to play with each other. And I know Phil Spencer over at Xbox has already said that he believes that all the games should be coming out as a cross-platform. Everyone should be able to play together. Yeah, I feel, I feel like Sony is just getting shafted on all sides because they, they're like the odd man out because a lot of PC and Xbox games have been cross-platform. And, you know, just like the Spider-Man franchise that Sony doesn't want to share with Marvel and they had to fight for it for a long time. They didn't want to share their games. And now, they, now you know, they, they are going to do it. They're going to make more money. And I still think they will be the least of the, you know, PS ma- PC mass race and Xbox and PlayStation. But, uh... You know, I think I think PlayStation's been getting manhandled by some of these giants lately, aka Marvel and Microsoft, because they are, you know, exclusives are are now coming like the show, and Bethesda might be holding out on them. So Sony's Sony's gonna put some things on the table, and I think the cross-platform thing is honestly riding in their court because PC and Xbox is pretty easy to make cl- cross-platform, in my opinion. 
Do you really think that Bethesda is going to hold out on them, though? After what Phil Spencer said, he wants everyone to be able to play every game. No, I don't. No. I, I don't think so. I mean, I only say that because if you think about, what, eight, five, eight years ago, I mean, there were battles between, oh, man, PlayStation got this exclusive and I can't play it, or they're getting this DLC early, and then the same thing for Xbox. I remember, you know, for the longest time, some of my favorite games, like Destiny 2, Destiny 2 was a DLC exclusive um, for PlayStation. There was stuff on PlayStation that I could not get in Destiny until year two of Destiny. Like, PlayStation launch items were not available to Xbox players, and Call of Duty's done it, and some of my favorite games have done it. And honestly, I just I don't like that segregation, and I, I hate to use that word, but that's what it is. It's like, you know, what what's so different? What's more special than you know, on the PlayStation and the Xbox. I, I feel like there should not be that gap of, oh, we're going to give something exclusive just to this platform or something that's not exclusive. That's something that is open to all of them. Why can't I play with my friend who has that? You know, I think this just needs to become the new norm. But yeah, I do not think Bethesda will hold out. I just think back on the history of thinking, oh man, these companies have been battling before forks in the past. What might happen could be that Xbox shakes their finger in their face and says, nah-uh-uh, nah-uh-uh. little Jurassic yes. Park joke mm-hmm. there. If I could have worked hold on to your butts okay. in some kind okay. of way, I probably would have. You did. Congratulations. <laughs> you got it in there. You know, and that's that's my thing. Is I would be very surprised if any of these games come out of exclusives. But at the same time, I wouldn't blame Xbox too if they did so. I mean, it would be a total business move. I mean, some of these games are – some of Bethesda's games are some of the biggest games over time i mean of course elder scrolls is huge fallout's huge wolfenstein i mean you have a number of games in the bethesda family that just absolutely dominate you know but at the end of the day i really think that probably came up in the deal when microsoft bought them that they would have to be allowed to publish across the board i really don't think bethesda would have sold otherwise i might be wrong but i think that probably came up in the deal honestly i would love to see I would love to see an Xbox exclusive just because I'm tired of listening to, to everybody, you know, talk about the PlayStation exclusives uh, and Xbox really hasn't had all that many great exclusives, but at the same time, no, I, I'd rather see them just go ahead and publish it across the board. Well, just to be clear, I wish that you guys also got the games. I'm tired of you not being able to play games that I love so much like Ghost of Tsushima. I feel like this is something that everybody should be able to. I want experience. to enjoy Spider-Man, and hopefully that changes at some point. I want to enjoy yeah, Spider-Man and Miles Morales, Spider-Man. but I can't. Find, can't. find me a PlayStation Five, and I'll invest. But uh, until then, I know a guy. You just, you just let me know when you're ready. Let me know. And and All until right. then, cool. I'll make a phone call. Until then, just just until bringing then. it back to our unfortunate non-crossplay honorable mention. You know, Borderlands to me, I think is an honorable mention because of its graphics. The same reason that I love the number one game because of its realistic graphics. I think a lot of people did not like Borderlands because it had very artistic graphics. I think Borderlands did what it did with an intention and it did what it did well, but a lot of people were turned off by the way the graphical representations of these characters. I get that. The graphics actually were the first thing that drew me in for this game. Oh yeah, I love it. In my instance, I was excited because it's something new. It's something exciting and fun. But I remember um, in college when, when my you, buddy had a PlayStation 3 and he brought bought a copy of Borderlands, he took it back to GameStop like the next day because he was unimpressed by the graphics. Oh, you got to know and that so going into I it. I actually never got a chance. Oh, that's a shame. 
You, you need better friends. Hey, man, I'm working on it. Okay. <laughs> but y'all, but you've got to get an Xbox or Until build a then, PC. It's, it's yeah. just, we're just, we're just, we're just here. We're just here. <laughs> That's what Discord is for. So I got, I have Borderlands three. Looking at you guys through the looking glass. I have Borderlands three. I loved one and two. I loved being a vault hunter and um, the girl with the falcon or the bird. I loved using her. I forget her name now. Um, Lilith. Yeah. Lilith? Yes. Yes. So I I got three, and right when I got three, this was when like the phase of my friends started turning into PC gamers. So my friends all got three on PC, and I got it on Xbox. And honestly, it's just Borderlands you need friends with. You can play that game solo and not have a problem, but it's so much more fun with other people. And it's really easy to play with other people, no matter where you are in the storyline. That that's one thing that, that Borderlands does great is you can go join up with somebody who's super far ahead of you and or super far behind you, and it doesn't really matter for the gameplay. Um, and you don't really ruin things. Um, but yeah, so I I unfortunately never finished three because I didn't have anybody to play with or me. I know, poor thing. But hey, Seth, did you get it on Xbox? Because now I think that you have a buddy. I did not. I have not bought Borderlands, so. Oh, there you go. Get it on Xbox. You got a friend. I mean, it's all it's always on sale. I feel like you can. We'll be able to get a good deal soon. Yeah, absolutely. Let me go look on Steam right now. <laughs> but speaking of Steam, you know, we have our our top four that are uh, tied up. The first one of those those four is Counter Strike, which is actually a Valve production who owns Steam. Hey, I told you there was a transition there. There was. I am very proud of you. That that was impressive. So I didn't know where you were going with it, but I like where you landed. So Counter-Strike was actually a mod off of Half-Life, which was in the orange box that was made by Valve. And, you know, Valve ended up purchasing the rights to Counter-Strike and making it a full retail release. And Counter-Strike, even the original, is still one of probably the highest esports games that is currently played and you know every time they have a, a review for new graphics cards counter-strike always comes up in the frame rates uh wondering what the frame rates are with the new graphics cards on counter-strike of course counter-strike global offenses have mainly taken this over but counter-strike is is the precursor i would say to your modern day call of duty multiplayer i actually did not play as much counter-strike as i did day of defeat source which was another mod off of the original half-life it was a World War II mod, kind of set in the same same patterns as Counter-Strike. And I actually played probably 40 or 50 hours of that in college with a buddy. But, uh, you know, so I didn't really get into the Counter-Strike scene as much. But Counter-Strike is a first-person shooter that has stood the test of time. And But, uh, yeah, if you didn't know, it's by the same developer as the owners of Steam. Yeah. and it's that. Y'all didn't know this was an educational podcast, but here we are. <laughs> and the awesome thing about it is it's it's free to play. That's that's the cool thing. So if you have a PC, you can go to Steam, download your Steam your Steam loader, launcher, I mean, and you can play this game for free. Now, there are obviously... Honestly, I didn't even know that. There are some upgrade packs and bundles. Because I already owned it. But. <laughs> yeah, you, you could already own it. But CSGO, the one that's the competitive multiplayer that, you know, millions of dollars of tournaments are going into, um, is still it's free. And, the, I mean, this game was made in 2012. And it's still being played now. 19 years ago, this game was, and it's still an actively played by thousands of people game. And I remember playing it in college. It's tons of fun. Um, or I guess 
shortly after college was uh, the Orange Box came out because I graduated college in '07. So yeah, I remember. You know, I've loved this game for the longest time, and then I went for so many years. Once my college PC died, not having a PC, I wasn't able to play it anymore. But I've gotten back into it actually. I played probably two or three weeks ago for a little bit. Um, I need to get into it more, but it, like I said, it's free to play. It's a 19-year-old game that still holds up today, and still one of the most competitive and money highest-grossing money-making tournament-style games that that's out there. So, not not to take us on another huge tangent, but did uh, so I'm reading Ready Player Two right now, and uh, much like the first one, the the second one has a peripheral that that takes over your your being pretty much. Did anybody see the article? this week from Gabe, who is the uh, head of Valve, uh, talking about the fact that he sees in the future that we'll have new gaming peripherals that will uh, allow us to not have to use our uh, meat peripherals, as he called it, to control the game. Talking about our hands. No, I didn't. I don't even know what that means. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, speaking of chunks of meat, Wolfenstein, there is tons of body parts that fly in that game. And that's uh, number 10 on our list, which I feel like should be a little higher. Man, y'all are killing it with the transition. <laughs> hey, man. I'm the transition king. Pun intended. <laughs> um, killing it. I feel like Wolfenstein should be a little bit higher than number 10. I'm going to be 100% honest. This was the first first-person shooter I ever played. I remember playing Wolfenstein back on MS-DOS back in the day and going through and hitting space bar and all the... The, the Nazi flags on the wall to try to find those hidden passages to get the the, the bonus lives and the the better guns. Um, but I loved I've loved Wolfenstein. I haven't played the last few iterations of it. I'm pretty sure the last one I played was Back for Blood. What's it called? Uh, Blood. Uh, Young Blood. Young, Young Blood. Blood. Yeah. Yeah. Young Blood. I think was the last one that I played, or new or the New Order. Um, I I don't know which one came out sooner, but um. Young Blood come out after the New Order. Okay. I played both of those uh, on my but, Xbox. So it boggles my mind. I played the New Order on my PC, but I played the New Colossus on my Switch. The fact that Bethesda has started bringing these games to the Nintendo Switch is awesome and mortifying at the same time. These new Wolfenstein games are great, but trying to play it on the Joy-Cons on a little 7-inch screen is a pain. But these are some of the greatest games. Like these are, so, I've always been a fan of World War II fiction uh, in books or in video games. You know, I've I've mentioned several times Medal of Honor Frontline was probably one of my favorite games of all time because of its uh, true to history World War II creation. Wolfenstein is def- definitely not true to history. It's uh, definitely uh, an intriguing storyline, but it's definitely uh, you know historical based fiction. Uh, but the new iterations of Wolfenstein are absolutely some of the best story action shooter games. Uh, and, I mean, playing as these new characters that we have is, is an incredible experience. And these have a really good storyline and a lot of fun. Uh, they're not easy. They're very challenging, but they're, they're a whole lot of fun. I mean, it's always a good day especially to kill Nazis. The intro, and especially the intro to the newer game before you get that mech suit. Oh, yeah. You die very quickly in that intro. I actually have played this game. Look at that. There you go. I, it's a story. I jumped on. Maybe it was the killing Nazis. That's right. It's a story. <laughs> but game. It is, and those are the ones that draw me but in. But you know, another first-person shooter that, to me, did not have a very deep story but had some good gameplay was Titanfall. Titanfall was very much a multiplayer-focused game. 
but it introduced a new version of gameplay mechanics into the first person shooter. You know, this was the first time you really saw a shooting mixed with a mech uh, fighting game mixed with, you know, parkour running on walls, what have you. You know, I really think it, it brought a whole new aspect to movement in a first person shooter game. You know, this game to me felt like Halo crossed with Mirror's Edge, crossed with Call of Duty. I mean, I, I thought it I thought it was a lot of fun and I thought it was a very good installment in the first person shooter uh, genre. I was kind of disappointed to see how quickly Titanfall 2 fell off. You know, Titanfall 2 came out, uh, you know, as I've mentioned, when I didn't have support for online gaming. So I did not have a chance to jump into Titanfall 2, but I did play a lot of Titanfall 1 back in the day. I know nothing. Yeah, I played a ton of. Yeah, I've played. I, I mean, Titanfall One was an Xbox One release game. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I've actually got a Titanfall um, controller think, for my Xbox One. Yeah, and I mean, there was no story in Titanfall One for those of you that played there it. There was. It just 2, was very. It was very uh, limited. Titanfall Two introduced, I feel like, the actual story campaign mode of it, and that's what I think caused people not to like the game because they went away from what was successful about Titanfall 1, which was just the multiplayer experience. And number, number two kind of changed that up a little bit. Um, but number nine on our list, Titanfall, I, I feel like that's a really good spot for it. I don't feel it's as... Like, I feel like I feel like Borderlands and Wolfenstein should be above those. But I do feel like how the community voted, it's a good spot for it. That Fair being enough. said, number eight. It did tie yeah, that being said, for these spots. So that's the important thing to remember. It's not better than Wolfenstein. They think it's equal to Wolfenstein. You know, oh, and that right, again, that could be so because Wolfenstein's not multiplayer, but Titanfall is. You know, and a lot of people only play multiplayer games when they're allowed to play with friends. You know, uh, I didn't understand it as much when I'm younger, but now that I'm, you know, to getting on up there in years, you know, uh, you know, I'm starting to realize I have very limited gameplay time. So these story games that take hundreds of hours are hard for me to find time, but I can always find a time here and there to play a match of war. So a lot of people like these multiplayer aspect games where they can jump in at any point and they're always going to be the same point with their friends because they're going to boot into a match at the same time. And for that reason, I think Titanfall got that tie with Wolfenstein. But if you haven't tried Wolfenstein and you didn't vote for Wolfenstein because you hadn't tried it, try it today. Don't wait. Try it today. Killing some Nazis. That's right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Go, 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 go give it a try. See if it's on uh, Game Pass or PSN or something like that. You know, but the, for, um, the grandsons said, of the people that killed the Nazis were SEALs and Rainbow Six operatives. And that brings us to Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six and other lines and Ghost Recon lines of games. I have not had any experience with any of these games because the only Tom Clancy that I know anything about is Splinter Cell. So y'all can bring all this up for tom clancy so tom clancy obviously makes a variety of games and that's why i feel like the fps um ranking for tom clancy yes it tied for for the other games that we had in the list from with with 11 through 8 but we did put it as number eight i think the reason for it being at number eight in my mind on our list is solely because of the longevity that tom clancy games have been around um wolfenstein obviously is the older game in, in creation and origin, but Tom Clancy games have been around forever. Ghost Recon, um, that has had m- so many iterations. Um, I think that 
Overall, Tom Clancy is a pretty deep um, FPS genre, depending on how you like it. Like um, their newest one, uh, what's it called? Borderlands, not Border Wildlands, I think it was. That was a flop. But that wasn't first-person shooter, I don't think. I think it was third-person. Um, the Division, though, the Division's third-person. Can't really add that in there. So they, you know, they've they've definitely widened their um, their genre, of, like but, um, the genres so, that they get into. The games you really think about here is like Rainbow Six Siege, which is Six a Siege. competitor yeah. for Warzone because of how cheap it is and you know how quickly you can get into the game. Uh, again, I still haven't had an opportunity to play this game, but I know I've talked to a lot of people and they say, you know, Warzone's a lot of fun, but Warzone's a time investment because if you're good at Warzone, those matches are 20 to 25 minutes. If you're constantly restarting in the first circle, then yeah, you can finish a Warzone match in less than 10, but if you're good, then it's a long investment. Whereas with five, if you're me. Rainbow Six Siege, you know, they say you don't have as big of a time investment into the game. So, you know, I think Tom Clancy still provides, like you said, a very diverse offering and still some that really people really enjoy. Yeah, I mean, my first um, dive into Tom Clancy games were back in the college days and we were playing um, Tom Clancy's Rainbow uh, Rainbow Rainbow Six, um, Rainbow Six Vegas. And those games were amazing. Like they were actually Rainbow Six. Uh, Vegas 2 was actually a game that stopped us from playing, and uh, we just loved it. Another thing about Tom Clancy and, and Rainbow Six Siege, Rainbow Six Siege is a competitor for, for Warzone and CSGO, um, and that's been out since 2015. It's six years old, and Tom Clancy has not made another first person to combat that yet. They've come out with The Division and Ghost Recon Wildlands, or The Division 2 as well, but those are the third person offering they have. So as far as Tom Clancy games with a first-person option, their last first-person option is Siege, and it's been out for... So, I mean, the longevity of that game alone is worthy of note. Yeah, but like some other developers, you know, that don't put out games every year, you know, DICE does not put out a Battlefield every year, but Battlefield is still probably one of the highest-played first-person shooter games. Nowhere near the same numbers as some of your other first-person shooters, but Battlefield has a very strong following, and that is our number seven in our community poll. Uh, so what is your experience with Battlefield, Chad? I remember playing uh, Battlefield. You know, that was another game that I played and the first one that ever came out that I can remember on the original Xbox, I want to say. Um, I'm trying to remember their first game and what the actual name was. But um, it wasn't Battlefield 1942. Was it 1941 or 42? That's how old this game is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's been... The first one was 1941. It was before, you know, the Atari, you know, you could still play mm-hmm. Battlefield. I, I don't, yeah, so Battlefield 1942 or 1941, whichever one it was, honestly, in my opinion, that was a game changer when it came to um, multiplayer style games. And if you think about it, that took that laid the precipice for Star Wars Battlefront, which, you know, where you have a set amount of people, your squad. So, you know, they, they're... And I'm sure there's other games, but for in me, in my history of playing video games, that's the first game that I constantly had to watch the life counter at the top. Because in, in 1942 or in 1941, you would play on a battlefield, and each team started with 100 players on the team or whatever. 100 lives, I should say. You might only have 4v4, depending on what it is, and a bunch of computer players. But you have a counter at the top, and you win the game when the other team, which when whatever team... 
um, loses all their lives first, and you don't have any respawns, then everyone slowly gets killed. So that was, in my mind, you know, it's it, that's really different than just going into a regular Medal of Honor or Call of Duty style game when you you know just playing multiplayer and blasting. That one you have to be a little bit more strategic because yeah, you need to blast people and get get your kills so you can lower their number, but you also have to play smart enough that you are not gonna be the one that's you know losing your team 20 lives um, in, in three minutes. So. But Battlefield, you know, honestly, Battlefield is what got me into watching streamers. I remember watching Stone Mountain on Battlefield 4 and a few of the other um, big Warzone streamers that are out there now. So I, uh, I've i enjoyed Battlefield. And I can't wait for them to hopefully release something new soon. Right. But, you know, I think one of the things that established Battlefield in the direction it's gone is the fact that Battlefield started as a pc only game the original iteration battlefield 1942 and battlefield vietnam neither one were released for anything except for pc and mac os you know i actually it's kind of funny i remember as a kid i wanted to buy a laptop and one of the first games i wanted to buy was battlefield 1942 and james bond nightfall but uh i never bought the laptop and i never bought either of those games but uh you know battlefield i think but the fact that it was established on pc established it as a as a somewhat more serious almost simulation style game and i feel like even today uh, the battlefields i've played played quite a bit of battlefield 3 and a little bit of some of the other ones but they were always very serious you know we talked about this uh, a few weeks ago about you know how battlefield sometimes can feel very chaotic how there's sometimes a very big skill gap in players in battlefield but i think again i think that goes back to it's somewhat of a sim feel I mean, it doesn't feel as simish as Arma or something like that, but it's definitely more than Call of Duty or some of the other games we're going to talk about. All right, and that brings us into number six. Sorry, I don't have as great of a segue as you guys, but number six is Destiny. We're hoping to see a Battlefield 6. And all I'm six, getting from so here on, say we're what? We're hoping to see a Battlefield 6, which would take us on to number oh. six. <laughs> That's why you two are the professionals and I just show up. So number <laughs> number six is going to be Destiny. And all I get from this is that everything after this is better than Skyrim. <laughs> yes. Tell us um, about Destiny. You guys know Chad. I have a great love for Destiny 2 and Destiny 1. Um, if you remember our episode where we did March Madness style of the greatest games of 2020 slash the old, gener- uh, the old generation, um, not 2020, Destiny was the one that I defended, and it got second place. Uh, lost only to Breath of the Wild, and which lost to GTA V. So go back and listen to that episode. I'm not going to go into too much detail of Destiny because I uh, beat that bush. You, know, you belabored it. I belabored it. Um, Seth is still angry that I beat him on that. I'm sorry. But, As are some other um, people. Yeah, so Destiny 2 is your classic space adventure first-person shooter. It's a looter. It's a grinder. You gotta, you know, you gotta grind out your levels. You gotta, you gotta get your guns. You gotta go on a quests for exotic weapons. You gotta, you got raids. You can play with three people on the regular missions, six people on the raids. It's got p- multiplayer. I mean, I, honestly, and now that it's free to play, it honestly is probably a great game for anyone who has never played a first-person shooter. I would highly recommend Destiny being a game that you actually try as your first person shooter d- diving into it because like i said it's free to play if you want to upgrade it if you like it you can um you know the free to play aspect doesn't have some of the raids and some of the exotic quest lines and stuff like that but you can still get the full gist of the game and if you've never played an action adventure 
Um, like it's a pretty linear RPG. You know, there's no there's no actual leveling up of your character as in picking that you want. It's all pretty linear in that respect. But you do need to level up high enough that your guns can get a lot stronger, so you can take on stronger bosses. But um, overall, like I said, I'm not gonna talk much more about it. But overall, six being this being number six, I'm fully okay with that. I think the games we're about to talk to talk about are definitely better as far as storyline and depth and um creativity behind it as far as destiny the longevity destiny's been destiny 2 has been around and being played for close to five years they just released new dlc with destiny 3 is not even on the horizon so yeah it's free to play check it out if you have not ever played a first person shooter game if you want to try one out you know if you're a simulation type person or you like sports games and you want to get into a new genre destiny 2 might be where you want to start absolutely you know like gotcha. uh, like chad said it's free to play so a lot of people are playing it because it's free to play. So, uh, you know, <laughs> but if you listen to the episode about Man. the, about the, the different games and our ranking for those, you'll understand that. But nonetheless, destiny is a pretty great game. It is a great loot shooter. Uh, I don't think it's nearly as good of a loot shooter as borderlands. I don't think it's nearly as fun to play with friends as borderlands, but it is a lot of fun to play with friends. Uh, I had high hopes for destiny it to me was a little more convoluted than I would have hoped. Uh, I wish it was a little bit more straight and clear to new players, especially destiny Two, because it expected you to have played destiny one. However, I do think this is a great franchise in its own rights, not the best franchise of the last generation, but, but definitely, That's why definitely a good franchise. Um, and so, you know, you know, it's definitely worth a play if you haven't, especially now that it's free to play. And there's a lot of people playing it since it's free to play. Awesome. Well, you know, I think that Chad has beaten beaten Destiny to death. And much like beating things to death, number five is Left 4 Dead. There we go. You got See, it. See, I can transfer. You can do I it. can do it. You got it. <laughs> Look at this. That wasn't bad. Yeah, it, took it like was five minutes of thinking. It was, be, it was yeah, beleaguered thank you, thank you, thank you. as I was dying listening to it. So, you know, call me, call me a zombie for uh-huh, this section. Uh-huh. But I am fully fully on board for this being in our top five. And honestly, the sheer fact that it is in the top five makes me realize that this game is loved by a lot more people than I truly remember it being loved by. I, I play this game all the time in college and afterward. And honestly, I just picked it back up again about two, three months ago. Um, if you don't know that Left 4 Dead 2 in the series, the second game, has been... Um, it's like a cult classic of video games. You think everyone loves Pulp Fiction or Boondock Saints or movies like that. Left 4 Dead 2, I think, is like the cult classic of first-person shooter. It's so nostalgic for a lot of people that they're still playing it. It is still able to be purchased on Steam. It's actually on sale right now um, for $7.49, if anyone. And um, you get the Left 4 Dead Game of the Worth Year it. edition. Um, that's number one. Left 4 Dead 2. The biggest thing about this game was there are different hordes and hordes of of, of, uh, zombies coming at you, and you get weapons you can use from, and honestly, you know, the graphics, the gameplay mechanics are not the greatest. You are shooting your gun, and you feel like bullets should be hitting these guys, and they're not. They're just... It's, you know, the graphics on this game is is not the greatest. The thing is, when you and your four buddy or three buddies are playing this game, you're getting swarmed by a horde, and you're just shooting and blasting it. it it's just honestly one of the most fun games that you can enjoy with your friends. And the community around this game, the reason I call it a cult classic, the community around this game has been in love with this game, Left 4 Dead 2 specifically, which came out in November of 2009. So this is a 22-year-old game 
just this past summer, 2020, a community-created um, DLC for Left 4 Dead 2. The whole new survivor mode, a whole new story, and a new new missions were created and released um, for free uh, this past summer. It was fun. It was nostalgic. I wish more of my friends had it that I could play with it more. Um, but yeah, it was new, the new DLC that was created not by Valve, but created by by the community and um, uh, you know mods and things like that, that that do this kind of stuff that are more well-versed in this than I am. They created a, a great addition to this game. And yeah, I'm excited for the future of this franchise. But if you guys don't know, there's going to be a new one coming out. Not made by the same uh, developer of Valve, but made by the same team. It'll be coming out this summer for Blood. Back so, for Blood. Yeah, so I'm going to hijack this discussion and bring up the fact that Left 4 Dead was originally built on the Source engine, which was the engine that was developed for Half-Life 2. So just like Counter-Strike was a mod off of Half-Life, Left 4 Dead was built off of the same engine as Half-Life 2. So Half-Life should have been on this list. In a way, yeah, it I has, guess but so. it has been in a <laughs> it way. Has been in a way, but but Half Life has has <laughs> apparently had a huge you know influence on the first person shooter. And if you haven't played Half Life, I'm pretty sure any potato PC could probably run Half Life at this point. I mean, it's it's like uh, Chad said, it's a pretty old game, and uh, you know I'm pretty sure most PCs would be able to play it today. And Half Life is a lot of fun. And you talk about scary when you got a head crab coming after you. That's pretty scary. But Left 4 Dead. By far, you know, just getting it back to, to the one that actually won number five, Left 4 Dead. Left 4 Dead is a ton of fun. You know, a lot of times we talk, like I said, about just getting on and shooting with friends. And to me, Left 4 Dead was one of those games. Much like Zombies and Call of Duty, you just got in there and busted some heads. But uh, you never knew, you know, because there were specials in Left 4 Dead. You never knew what was lurking around the corner. If there was going to be a witch or, or a berserker or whatever lurking around the corner. And there was also, you know, limited ammo. So, I mean, this game was just, it was almost like a survival horror shooter all wrapped up into one. And it was just a ton of fun. And I, I'm definitely excited for Back for Blood. Even though it's not made by Valve, uh, I'm, I'm super excited for Back for Blood. You know, Chad, I'm a little surprised that Left 4 Dead is so high on your list. It, it's so high. I mean, it... Like I said, graphically, it's not the best. Gameplay-wise, there are a lot of lag issues. Still are to this day. There was back when I when it first came out. Hard to get into lobbies with your friends. But the thing is, me and my friends would play for this for hours. We would just laugh and scream and yell and, you know, probably cuss and all that kind of stuff when, like, we're getting swarmed and fighting through the missions, man. It, it just, it's, it's just that fun of a game. It, I mean, when, I, when we get to our top two, I talk about one of those games up there. Um, it, this game has the same exact nostalgia that the, the, one of these games we'll talk about in a little bit for me. Like this is like some of my college buddies that I still talk to, to to this day. You know, ten years after college, fifteen years after college, whatever it's been. You know, we formed our friendships based upon Left 4 Dead and another game that we're about about to talk about. So, uh, man, I love them. It's so what, much fun. But what Aaron wants to know is, do you leave your light on when you're playing this horror co-op? That is what I was well, getting at. Um. This game doesn't scare me, so I I would probably play like I normally play with. I play everything with the lights off. Resident okay, Evil, okay, so, I might play with the lights on. Though. So, so no, you we have you on recording saying that you're gonna play with the lights <laughs> no. off. Um, redact that. Redact <laughs> it's, that. It's it's already there. <laughs> um, 
So, okay, so now we know that Chad likes zombie games as long as he can see them coming and mow them down long before yep, they get I'm, to him. I'm, I'm okay with that assumption right now. Do you need a little buddy with you? Probably. Just Probably. someone to stand by your side? Much like Big Daddy needed a little buddy with him in Bioshock, coming in at number four is Bioshock. Man, we, we Man, have, we have been on this. point with the transitions tonight. I'm, I'm loving it. Title this one, Transitions. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Tell me, guys, Bioshock, what's your history with it? How did you love it? It is probably in my top three of all-time favorite games, uh, franchises. I absolutely love it. I, I've i beat both both games, I don't know, four or five, like, uh, not infin- infinite. I've beaten one and two at least four or five times each. Infinite, I have not played as much as I would like um, because I never owned it, actually. So, um, but I would go through and play saving all the girls and then going through and getting their atom from all the girls and and that the the music the graphics the whole city of rapture the underwater like the the steampunk man the whole the whole thing about it is right up my alley i love it awesome you know there's a few games for me that i always associate with the xbox and bioshock one and two are both one of them um when i first moved to orlando my roommate had an xbox 360 And in the very first week of us getting into our apartment, I went to GameStop and picked up Bioshock 1 and 2. And that's what I started playing. I glued myself to that TV because I didn't know a whole lot of people. Look it. He's got it. He's ready to play. Is that for the Xbox One? This is the Bioshock collection. Hi, I'm Seth. and I'm a Bioshock fanboy. But I have to admit tonight, I have never completed 1 or 2. What? I have played a portion of 1. But I have I've never played two, and I've only played a portion of one. I actually bought this for the Xbox One several years to play through it. I love Bioshock Infinite, uh, but much like we much like we talked about last week with the Hitman Three review, uh, when I tried to go back to Bioshock One and Two, the gameplay style was so different. I struggled to play it uh, because it was so many years past that that gameplay style being. And but Bioshock Infinite, Bioshock Infinite is. is like Chad said, Bioshock being in his top three, Bioshock Infinite is absolutely in my top three games of all time. I think I've alluded this onto a, on a previous podcast, but when I played Bioshock Infinite, I struggled putting it down. Uh, I actually remember I had just bought the Razor, what was it called? The Razor Edge, which uh, if you recall, that was a PC gaming tablet that had a, a controller wings on it, if you will. Uh, much like the Switch has the Joy-Cons, it had, uh, uh, they looked like uh, PlayStation Move controllers on either side of the tablet that you could uh, install. Uh, but I remember finishing this game on a bus ride uh, to a uh, competition in college. And I remember when the final uh, credits rolled and you saw the final cutscene, that my jaw dropped and I just sat there in my bus seat for probably a good 30 to 45 minutes just trying to reconcile what had just happened and the ending of that story. Bioshock Infinite by far to me had one of the greatest stories I've ever I've ever witnessed and I would love to see another game. Unfortunately, you know, uh, the uh, studios that did this uh, have not really put anything out in a very long time. Uh, I, there are still rumors that they're working on something, but we haven't seen a whole lot from them. But to me by far, Bioshock Infinite was one of the greatest games I've ever played. I've not played the DLCs. I need to go back and play the DLCs. Uh, but the base game itself was was absolutely my favorite game. See, I never played Infinite. 
I'm in the same boat as Chad. Now I need to go See, back. See, so play. Infinite is in a totally different setting. And, you know, whereas Rapture is underwater, uh, Infinite is the city in the clouds. Uh, you know, it's Columbia. It's it's, and it's a city in the clouds. And, and it has such a different feel and does such a different, to me, has a little bit different style. It may not really be that big a different game style, uh, but just trying to go backwards, it, it feels like. Uh, but Infinite, yeah. If you haven't played Infinite, do that before next next show because... yeah. For sure. Yeah, you'll be speechless. Um, I will say this. Somehow we missed this in, in our news. I just Googled it because I wanted to see. On January 4th of 2021, so exactly almost a month ago, 2K announced that Bioshock 4 officially ended. Chad, you just made my month. Yep. I just <laughs> I Googled it. I had, to, I had to see. I had to see because you said that they haven't done anything in so long. I was like, really? Is that true? I was like, so let me just uh, get on this this here google and check it out so yeah it was they haven't done anything in so long because they're working on the perfect the press release did not give any details on the game itself so we're mostly down to speculation and waiting is what the article says but it was the article like i said was written january 4th there is a new studio that is confirmed for it and they are called cloud chamber Mm. i'm not sure does does is ken levon still he is it? not, no. And Levine oh. from Bioshock 1 and Infinite will not be involved. Well, I hope for the best. I'll put it that way. I'm not going to get my hopes up too much. Uh, I still, ex- I still ex- Yeah, I think so as well. Well, here's hoping. But you know, another game that people didn't expect a lot from after so many years of not seeing one was Doom. Doom got a sudden reprisal uh, several years ago uh, and brought into this generation... And it has taken this generation by storm. Again, a game I would never thought I would have saw on the Nintendo Switch. We now see Doom on the Nintendo Switch along with everything else. And Doom Eternal was in talks as one of the 2020 Game of the Years. Uh, Have y'all had experience playing any of the Dooms, whether they be the old Doom or the new Doom? The really old Doom. Back in the 90s, I played that one. Oh, yeah. The one that was almost like the uh, Microsoft screensaver. Or you went through the tunnels? Yeah. yeah. It, yes. And then when you were at school and the Microsoft screensaver would come up, you just pretended like you were playing the That's game. That's right. I always thought that yeah. I was controlling That's that screensaver. That's the one I remember. Easily amused children that we That's were. That's right. But yeah, Doom. Because not all of us. Doom was. Not all of us had Oregon Trail. That's right. Doom was not the first first person shooter, but I would say it was one of the first to gain as much popularity as it did. I mean, people are still porting Doom over to new devices to play Doom on, uh, but uh, playing the original. But even these new ones, you know, that's, that was the funny thing. Uh, a week or two ago, I booted up my computer, and I only have 200 and something games, but none of them looked entertaining. It's kind of like the, the old adage, you know, nothing to wear with a full closet, because I'm, I'm sure we've never heard our wives say that. Uh, but, you know... Man, I always think nothing to eat with a full that's fridge. That's right. But that's you know, it's like you goes. go to the kitchen for food and all you see is ingredients. But you know, I got on my PC and right. I was just like, I need something to play. None of this looks fun. But I had recently installed Doom Eternal. I have not played as much of it as I want to because I need to jump back into it. But man, was that a lot of fun just running around and killing and taking the chainsaw and slicing demons in half. It's just a ton of fun. I mean, and that's just, that's true to the to the original Doom. A great first-person shooter. And again, it's surprising how it has come back after so many years and, and taken such popularity again. 
I mean, even with games like Left 4 Dead on our list, I'd say that Doom is the only one that's more graphic than Yeah, I actually grew up in a very conservative Christian household, and I was not allowed to play Doom. I uh, honestly did not play any Doom games at all until college, and I don't even know if I did, to be honest. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think if I've even played a Doom game now that I'm thinking about it. Ultimate Doom is what I played. Yes, I remember playing Ultimate because I went and got the movie at Rock. Rock was and not Ultimate Doom. It's the Doom that I played. The Doom that came out in 2016. I yeah. wish I need to go check out my my Xbox games. But uh, so not Doom or Ultimate. Ultimate. Now that I'm looking up to 2007. Actually, that might be it because I graduated college then and that movie came out then. So yeah, maybe I played Ultimate Doom. I know that the only time I ever played a Doom game was when I went and watched the movie that The Rock starred in. And I was like, I need to play one of these games because I never have. But um, I really am going to get into Doom Eternal because it was also it was obviously the FPS game of the year for 2020. It looks amazing. I mean, obviously, I'm uh, an adult now, so I don't have to be told not to play the, the scary games that are out there, even though I try to avoid scary games. Doom is not, doesn't look like it's going to be scary to me. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to try it out. And I think it's on Game Pass, Seth. Am I right? Am I wrong? Absolutely. Okay. Campaign and multiplayer. Heck yeah. So yeah, for the brand new one, I'm gonna probably download that. I'll get all kinds of stuff tonight as soon as we get done. Actually, because that might be what I need to do. Because Warzone has been a little stale for me. A Doom Eternal playthrough might be fun. People might enjoy watching that. I don't know. I'll watch yeah, it. you know, honestly, uh, between the original Doom, I played some emulators of it, and then Doom Eternal is the first one I played. I haven't. I didn't play. Doom 2016 or whenever that last one came out. Uh, but again, like I said, you know, just a, a hack and slash quick shooter game, uh, not getting too serious. It, it seemed like it'd be a lot of fun. So I look forward to, to jumping into it more. But again, it set the stage for first person shooting, not only as a genre, but in the multiplayer aspect. And, you know, people still remember the first time they played Doom. Uh, I mean, you have games like Doom that have shaped the foundation for what became a first-person shooter. I mean, I'm not as big of a first-person shooter as you guys, but I know enough to look at this game and think that a lot of games owe what they became to Doom. But there's only a few games that have done so well that they completely controlled the dynamic of what we understand as it is today. Another one of those games is definitely Halo. Absolutely. You can't talk about the genre without going to Halo, and that is why it made it to our number two spot. Thank you to our community for making a good pick for number two. Absolutely, there's never been a better time to play Halo with Master Chief Collection now being crossplay, and Master Chief Collection including every Halo up until now. Uh, there's really never been a better time to play Halo, and you know Halo at its heart, it's a multiplayer first game. It does have campaigns for each one of them. But those campaigns are definitely centered around being able to co-op as well. And, you know, to me, I probably haven't played the Halo campaigns as much by myself as I have with buddies. And I probably haven't finished them all, but the ones I have finished were definitely co-opt. Uh, I'm really looking forward to Halo Infinite and excited to see what that brings later this year. Uh, but Halo is definitely one of the games that has shaped first-person multiplayers. Yeah. Um, Halo is probably... My number one um, first-person franchise of all time. Um, I, 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 it's definitely in my, in my top five of games overall. 
I, I like it better than, than uh, Bioshock as a first-person shooter. Um, the storyline at times is weak. I think the storyline overall of Bioshock is better. So that's probably still my in my top three of top games. Halo is definitely in my top five, probably four, I would say, for that franchise. But as a first-person shooter game, as a go-to game that I would always play and will still always play, Halo definitely wins in my book. It beats out our number one spot for sure in my mind. Um, I have been playing weekly Halo Nights with my buddies since Master Chief Collection has been um, uh, cross-platform. A lot of it has been off-stream, but uh, we've still been doing it. It's fun. Um, and, you know, I, I talked about this uh, when we talked about uh, the state of multiplayer. Halo Humpin' is still in. Yes, I said it again. Halo Humpin' is still in. Um, but now, like, I mean, this game, in my mind, revolutionized... Like, I originally thought GoldenEye revolutionized multiplayer for me. Halo, I think, re-revolutionized that for me. And honestly, for honestly, I would say for the world. Because their Halo... CSGO was there, and they were doing their thing with Counter-Strike. And Halo comes out... I don't know exactly when Halo 1 came out, but um, it was before CSGO, for sure. Um, whenever the original Xbox came It, like, you didn't... You Kids had LAN parties because of Halo 1. You know, Halo 2 is when things became competitive, and, you know, I started actually getting into competitive competitive gaming and playing in Halo 2 tournaments. Um, I won a little bit of money back in the day, never of anything noteworthy, but when Halo Infinite comes out, you know, I th- I'm hoping that I can get back into Halo like I used to when I was younger and be competitive and it be as enjoyable as it was 10 years ago and st- honestly still is like i still play it right now so if anybody in the e3m gaming community wants to get into some halo master chief collection battles let me know post up in our in our in our discord or in our uh, group and let me know because like i said i am hosting uh, most of it's off stream like i said um with my buddies in real life and we're playing halo halo matches you are more than welcome to come play if you have a PC or Xbox, let's get the Halo humping on. Chatting is Halo humping. Yeah, Halo actually came out in November of 2001. So this year is actually Halo's 20th anniversary. Nice. Man, 20-year anniversary, and we're getting a new Halo this year? That's a great anniversary present. Man, I don't know what the... I don't. Maybe. Do you really think that you're getting that game this year? I hope so. I really hope so. We talked about our games getting pushed back. There's a really good chance that one's going to be one of them, too. We haven't seen no. anything on it in a while, have we? Google. <laughs> you say it with such sadness. It does make me sad. Uh, it was no, supposed to come out, and I know we talked about this in in one of the past episodes, but it was supposed to come out this past November. And, you know, Seth and I fully agree that there's probably some, um, you know, technical issues that they had to fix and all that kind of stuff. So... I'm, I really hope it's still planning on coming out this uh, this fall. I did share in our Facebook group some comparisons of the original Halo, uh, both Master Chief and the guns, compared to the new Halo Infinite models. And, man, I'm excited for it because it's looking. Yeah, I saw that too. I saw that. The new guns do look gorgeous. But you know what nobody saw coming was the fact that Call of Duty was voted as the number one pick of our community poll. Say What? What? Are you telling me that Deadly Towers did not win first place on this? Not even close. Not even close. I thought for sure it was you're, either going to be that or something. You're telling me a game anyways. that doesn't have anti-cheat software where you can get killed through a wall doesn't is is the number one first-person shooter series of all time in our list in our in our wonderful small world. It is, and you know 
the more I think about this, you know, honestly, Call of Duty is absolutely one of my favorite first-person shooters. It is made well, you know, for the most part, other than the anti-cheat software. Uh, the graphics are well done. The guns are most of the time balanced until you try to take two games and stuff them in one free-to-play experience. But the game is well made overall. But you know, really, the reason that I come to grips that Call of Duty is one of my favorite games of all time is because the number of people that I can play it with. Yeah. Because if we want to get off of here and play some Call of Duty tonight, we can. All from different platforms, we can all play together. And even if we didn't all have the same platform, I guarantee we would have a number of people in our our friends list that would be willing to party up and jump into Call of Duty. It is the great equalizer. Yeah. I feel like Call of Duty is also just one of those games that even if you're not a huge fan, you still own it. Especially with the free-to-play now. Absolutely. You own it because you can play with your friends. Much like Skyrim, a game that everyone has to own because it's it's a great game that everybody plays. Everybody plays Call of Duty. Speak for yourself. It's not on my PS5 right now. Call of Duty? <laughs> Both well, of them. That's just because they, they didn't put enough storage <laughs> space on the PlayStation 5. No, they didn't. There's There's no way right now that I'm putting a Call of Duty game on there. It just takes up too much room. Yeah, you have no choice but to put an external hard drive on these new consoles, even the Xbox. The Xbox at least has a terabyte, but a terabyte is not enough in the digital age. Not with the mammoth size of these games. Yeah, that's the that's the one downfall about the current Call of Duty free version is uh, it's just so huge. You have to have such a huge hard drive um, for downloading it. But honestly, Call of Duty being at number one, if you had blindfolded me and didn't know what I was voting on, uh, and Call of Duty was in the list of first-person shooters that you gave me, I would probably pick Call of Duty as number one as well. Um, I, like I said, I love my Halo. I love my Bioshock story. But Call of Duty is hands down. We're not including this in the in the Call of Duty. We're not including Ghost. We're not including Advanced War. But people still own this game. I still own this game because people were playing it. You know, but Call of Duty by far yeah, is... Advanced Warfare is probably their biggest flop. I own Ghosts and Advanced Warfare. Ghosts I enjoyed. But <clears throat> I've been playing Call of Duty probably as long as... Do you just have all these games oh, yeah. like ready to grab? Oh, yeah. I Sorry got a, cut you off. I got a box. <laughs> he's just, he's oh, just like oh, pulling Seth, them yeah, out yeah. I got a box in my other room of all my games if you want me to go grab them and <laughs> start showing them off like Seth is. We're going to have to start... If we, start, <laughs> if we like, continue to talk about things that Seth's showing us, because he shows us a lot of things during our recordings, we are going to have to go live one day because everyone's going to be wondering what we're looking at. But Seth, just on the side tangent, is showing us all his Xbox 360 and one games that he has sitting in front of him. These are these are my mic stand. <laughs> without without having to move, so they're all like <laughs> yeah, ready. They're, they're my they're my microphone stand. And waiting to my mouth. No, I like to think that Seth just knew he was going to do this, <laughs> so he had them all sitting by him and ready to go. Yeah, that's funny. Um, I actually, I mean, Call of Duty I've been playing, I don't even know when the first one came out. I'm going to look that up while we're talking about it. But Call of Duty for me, I remember playing this game as long as I have played Halo, even, and Battlefield, back to the original first one that ever came out when it was um, World War II. Um, War Chest, Call of Duty, first ever Call of Duty, 2006, I think, is I lo- and what I'm looking at. I might be wrong, I'm not on Wikipedia, I'm just looking on Steam's content, so there might be other ones. I feel like it was earlier Could than be. 2006. Yeah. Uh, 
Steam added a bunch of games in 2006, and so a lot of them are Dates are different. Way. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so 2003. 2003. Okay. Not too bad. Um, but I remember playing this. I played Vietnam. I played all the Black Ops. And, and I'm honestly, I'm still playing it today. You know, this, this game makes me a small amount of income because of, of me streaming it. And I, I don't see myself putting it down anytime soon at all. I... Division, I hope you are listening again because I'm going to say it again. You need to get your anti-cheat software up in here. I've ranted and raved about it on the multiplayer, state of multiplayer um, episode that we did a couple weeks ago. I'm going to say it again. Cheating is worse now than it's ever been. And it's at many times not fun. It doesn't matter what time of day we get on either. Like I, I watch some of my friends that stream early in the morning. They seem to have a ton of cheaters at the 7, 8 o'clock. Yeah, the Cheaters seven don't sleep. <laughs> exactly. They have cheat codes for <laughs> they that. They stay up all night. They got their Mountain Dews and Red Bulls, right? Um, but the game's not fun. Going into tournaments, because some people are really, really good at cheating. And this is another thing. Like, some people can cheat, and you know they're cheating, but there's no way to catch them because they have a good way of hiding it. Um, some are just super blatant. It's not even funny. But I'm not going to go into any tournaments. I used to try to do tournaments for Warzone. Uh, the last few tournaments I've been in, the lobbies are so full of cheaters and they're hacker lobbies. I'll get into a lobby. I was in the lobby last night, for instance. And for those of you that don't know how Warzone works, you're in a gas circle, kind of like Fortnite Apex, where everything closes in around you. Circle six or seven is the final circle. And we were just closing on circle one, entering circle two, and half the lobby's already been killed. Like you get into a game with 150 people, and you're going into circle two with 75 people left. That's, that's something wrong. And then we ended up getting killed by the team that was hacking, and literally everybody on that team, the lowest amount of kills was 14. And so they had a whole squad of people that had 14, 17, 20, and something else. And they killed half the lobby themselves, and obviously, you know, we spectated them because we wanted to be able to report them if they really were. And sure enough, you could see them paying people inside of buildings that nobody could see on the map. And then they ran into this building. There's a dude in there. So, like, it's crazy. It's ridiculous. But as a franchise, as a game that has stood the test of time, there's really only one or two games on this in this franchise, I would say, flopped. Advanced Warfare and Ghosts. Uh, besides that, there have been some that have definitely been lower in caliber than the other ones. But overall, everyone, even the flops, are a blockbuster hit. They sell tons of copies. They make tons of money. And that's why you should have anti-chief soft, um, software Activision. Because you are freaking trillionaires or something like that with all the money you've made over the years. And you have enough money to put out a brand new game every single year that overall do not get dull. You are putting out good quality games every year. You have the money to make our gaming environment better, and you should do it. Right. You know, it's like I said with with Battlefield. Uh, you know, Battlefield was first developed PC only, and then it stretched out to the consoles. You know, Call of Duty uh, was first on PC, but it was also released on Xbox 360 and PS3. And so because of that, Call of Duty has a much more arcadey feel uh, because it was designed with a controller in mind. You know, but can we talk about the fact that the original Call of Duty was also released on the Engage? Did you know that? Yeah, What's I don't know what that is either. <laughs> For the people that don't know, I don't know what that is oh, either. Okay, cool. <laughs> cool. Hold on, y'all don't know what an Engage is? No idea. Well, look, I'm well, here geez. to learn. That's geez, why I'm hosting make, today. Make, make I me feel old. Why don't you? 
But the N-Gage was a Nokia smartphone, uh, much uh, similar to like a Game Boy Advance shape that had a small screen on the middle, mm-hmm, but then mm-hmm. it had controller buttons to where it was a smartphone and a controller duo. But the fact that they released I Call of Duty on up. this little bitty device just is boggling my mind right now. But, you know, you also see that uh, uh, some of the later Call of Duties were also released on... Wow, that thing uh, is ugly. Yeah, it was, it was terrible. Sorry. It was bad. Hideous. Yeah. So, you know, some of them were even released on Game Boys and such. But, uh, you know, by far, it was designed in that way. And so it makes it a lot more comfortable for a lot of people who are controller only. Uh, whereas, again, Battlefield uh, is much more serious gameplay much more sim feeling uh, because they expect a lot of the players to be on keyboard and mouse. Nice. Or using a name. I don't bot, use like name bot. Right. Don't, uh, I just use a controller and whatever natural settings are on that is what's on there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think, I think, I think our community did a great job in uh, picking the top 10, 11 games and all duty rounding out as number one. Let's be 100% honest. There's more people playing Call of Duty uh, first-person shooter right now than any other first-person shooter that's out there. And, Absolutely. you know, the majority of the people in this podcast play this game on a regular basis, and some of us almost daily, and our friends do as well. It's it it's the all-around best option out there for party gaming, if you so want to speak, because you can play with anybody on any platform. The communication's pretty decent overall. Um, there are some there are some issues a little bit with you know if you get into a party with a PC, PlayStation, and Xbox um, player. I'm sure there's a joke we can come up with on that one. A PC and a PS4 and a Xbox player walk into a Xbox uh, Call of Duty lobby and take it from there. But uh, this game overall is is it's making billions of dollars. You know it's making millions of dollars. Uh, I think we talked about it in the last couple episodes. It makes three million dollars a day. So there are more people playing this game um, on the mobile option and on the console slash PC option than any other game that's out there right now. And it's been around, as Aaron looked up, since 2001. It's been around for 20 years. Um, you know, Halo's been around for 20 years, but there's only been th- uh, three games that came out in the old gens and then, what, Halo 4, Reach, and 5. So there's six games total in 20 years. Call of Duty's had, what, 15 games in that, in that length of time? All of them then been blockbuster, blockbuster hits. So this being number one community, I think you did Ethereum Gaming community. I think you did a great job in making this number one. I know a lot of you that voted for it as number one are playing it daily, and you know it might be different when Halo Infinite comes out later on this year. Um, if Doom Internals multiplayer was a little bit more competitive and people played that more, it might be a little different. You know, maybe when Back for Back for Blood comes out, that your numbers would be changing. But a lot of you are playing this Call of Duty right now, Warzone, and that's why it's number one. And we've all been playing it for years. So overall, I think for a first-person franchise, Call of Duty being number one is probably the best choice for that. I'd love to see Battlefield put out a a competitive um, competition of a game. You know, some uh, put out a game that is you know able to combat the plethora of people that are playing this game. I'd love to see um, Halo Infinite come out with something that um, the multiplayer aspect of that game just brings people over. Um, but will we see that? Will we see that in this year? Or, you know, will will Warzone continue to dominate? Is anything out there 
able to topple the monster that Warzone and Call of Duty is for the first-person genre. Apex Legends is not really close. It's, it's up there, but it's not that close, I don't think. What do you guys think? Do you guys think there's anything that can take Call of Duty from this top spot in our poll? And just, I think it would be probably top spot in a lot of people's polls if they think just in the generalization of the first-person genre. You know, honestly... See how Bioshock 4 does. You know, honestly, kind of like uh, I was alluding to earlier, I really think Call of Duty is one of those games where you can jump in and shut your brain off and just play. Uh, now, it's very uh, angering sometimes when you, you deal with some troll players or some cheating players, uh, but Call of Duty doesn't require you to put a whole lot of brain power into what you're doing, uh, unlike some of the other games like Destiny or Borderlands where you're looking for certain weapons or such that are of certain value and uh, certain damage levels. You know, Call of Duty has different guns, and you want to outfit your loadout the best. But it's still, to me, it doesn't require the same amount of forethought as some of these other games. And again, for that reason, like you said, I think it makes the best party game. I think anybody can jump in at any level and, and jump in and play and have a pretty good time. Uh, so for that reason, I think Call of Duty is going to retain this spot. And the fact that Halo is Xbox and PC exclusive. Uh, and also people, as much fun as Halo is, it has a very different combat style that not all people like. Call of Duty has a more realistic combat, so people know what to expect. People don't always absolutely love the Halo style. Uh, I enjoy it as a change of pace. Uh, but I'll be honest and say that I prefer Call of Duty's combat style over Halo, uh, but I enjoy both games. So, you know, just due to the availability and the accessibility and just the fact that so many people have Call of Duty, I think Call of Duty is going to continue to rule the roost until something comes along that can truly revolutionize the first-person shooter genre. Yeah, I agree. Um, we haven't heard anything, but do you think if Halo made a... Um, battle royale style option do you think that that could be competitive enough just because it's the name halo with battle royale or do you think it would be more cartoony like fortnite i'm afraid halo battle royale would be much more because kind of like fortnite i don't like fortnite because i don't like the gun mechanics i don't feel like it has super strong relation to your true uh, halo sometimes feels the same way to me it feels a little bit uh, like you're jumping around doing what you got i don't necessarily feel like it's always a perfect straight line like a normally i mean and the guns are set up differently uh, but that's just the way i feel when i'm shooting those guns and for that reason i feel like a halo br is going to feel a lot more like fortnite because i feel like in fortnite it's whichever way the wind blows when you shoot those guns yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome well i think that brings us to a close here i think community did a great job this week of picking out these games thank you guys for everyone that voted um if you want to vote in the future on some of these games we have our facebook group that you can join us on we are constantly posting all these different polls we want to hear what you guys think it really helps us plan out some of these episodes but coming up over the next week guys what are you playing chad what do you think that you're gonna um, be on you're so gonna jump on control? control i definitely want to download that doom eternal actually looks like i want to play that really really bad as well this is, i'm gonna be pretty busy this week so as far as streaming i'm gonna be still streaming call of duty hopefully we stream this week's episode of halo games um whenever we i think we're doing that on friday but um i'm not sure if i'm gonna have time to play anything else 
I know, you know, I'll always be on Call of Duty because I'm streaming that. But off stream, I try to just have fun and relax whenever I can. And I think Doom Eternal is going to be that. Um, Control, like I said, does look really good. So I might try to get into that a little bit as well. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Awesome. Seth, what do you got? You know, I'm really struggling because I have so many games that I want to play. I, I still want to play some more Hitman. Uh want to jump back into the medium just to give it its, its fair shake. Uh, I, too, want to jump into some Control. And uh, I've also just started on Doom Eternal, so that's that's another tempting. Uh, but to just be perfectly honest, uh, I probably see myself playing Warzone. And uh, also just realized on my Steam account that because I own Bioshock One and Two, they updated my account to also have Bioshock One and Two remastered. So that's looking very tempting for an install this week to jump back in because it's been it's been yeah. long enough now since I played Bioshock Infinite that. Yeah, I think I could jump into those pretty fresh and, and just jump straight into those. So That could be cool. Yeah. It's always interesting uh, when you have a hard drive full of games and nothing to play. You never know what I'm going to get into. Just sit there and stare at the title so something pops That's out of it. That's pretty much how it works. Right? Um, I'm not too sure what day these ps plus games are actually going to be released but if they're released in the next few days here um i'm definitely going to try out destruction all stars just because i am curious on how that game's going to work out uh control ultimate edition i'll be downloading that as well so i guess we'll be able to kind of talk to each other talk each other through it much like we did with hitman i'm waiting on you guys to finish hitman so i can talk to you about that last mission but i'll just sit over (laughs) here and be patient be a little bit for me i want to finish that too i forgot about that to be honest it, when when you just focus on getting through the missions and not how you could do things differently, you can get through that game very quickly. But it's the wanting to do certain kills or certain ways that makes the game a lot longer than it could be. Speaking yeah. of a game you got with PS Plus that we already had on Game Pass, did you ever jump into Greedfall? So I played up till the point where you're learning how to sword fight, which is the first 30 seconds of the game. Oh, okay. And then I stopped playing. Gotcha. I've installed it, but I haven't booted something, it. So. Something came out that same day. I don't know if it was Hitman or what it was, but something came out that same day. Oh, I think I started playing um, Demon's Souls that day. Gotcha. So as soon as Demon's Souls finished loading up, which took all of that 30 seconds, I jumped off and never went back. Also, I've inst- but I did download I've also it. installed Biohazard, and I've yet to boot it up. So... Okay. Um, I did play Biohazard this past week, and I'll I'll have to finish it sometime here soon. Chad, you could play it too. Is it? A, you I said know love it. Bi- you said Biohazard. Yep. Yeah. Just, oh, yeah. yeah okay. Just, Resident Evil Biohazard. Ah <laughs> oh, man, you didn't say the full title. <laughs> I don't know those. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like, man, I was like, okay, like what is this? What is, is this? What's Biohazard? Nope. 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 All right, and that brings us to a close here for today, guys. Everyone listening, if you could just jump on real quick and give us a five-star rating on iTunes, that really helps us out. It helps us to reach a broader audience and continue to talk about the things that we love to talk about. And while you're at it, join us on Facebook. Join us on our Facebook group, the Ethereum Gamers. As I said, we continue to post all these different polls that you can take part in. We also post little fun pictures and give you updates for when the newest episodes are dropping. So with that, have a great night, guys. Thanks. See you later.